1: Blob Talk Radio Life's into the sonic we've got be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again. We are exploding; the world is gonna know it. we rock it like you're never gonna see us again. Come on over, Come on over. And a very
0: good evening to you all. It is Tuesday night, January fifth, twenty sixteen. Yes, that's right. I said twenty sixteen. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is, when we feel like it. My name is Joe Buccino, and my co-host, as always, on the other side of the glass is David Gomez, sir. How are you?
1: I am doing fabulous, sir. Um, Just kind of, I mean, it's funny, I was going to say that I'm surprised that we're back on the air, but I was the one who called this show, I was the one who did it. That's why it happened, because I've been a little bit more... uh, how should I say, uh, hesitant to do these shows. But, folks, as always, just like we did for five years, woo! make sure to give us a call. The call-in number now, different, is 929-477-2593. Once again, it's 929-477-2593. Make sure to check us out at our website, of course, puregoldpg.com, which has not been updated in about six months. Take it away, sir. <laughs> Well,
0: since we haven't talked to each other in about six months, going on, <laughs> yeah, red alert, red alerts. We have a lot to discuss tonight. We will talk about some wrestling, some WWE updates, and because we haven't talked to each other since August, we'll have to wrap up the shut up, Giants. Shut up.
1: shut up! Shut up! up!
0: We definitely have to wrap up the Giants and Jets season, which you know came and gone as it went. Oh, all? Uh, that is all. <laughs> About that then we'll and then we'll talk about our beloved Mets because as we left as we left you back in August, they had just made a trade for Cespedes and were making a run to the World Series. We'll wrap up that, and then I got Nuggets for you because, sir, <laughs> I yeah, am
1: so, hungry tonight, we'll wrap, so we're I up the want... world ter- so, we're <laughs> wrapping up the World Series in January. Typical P J that's
0: that's you know pure gold style. What can I tell you? I mean, you, you, that's a great segue because let me just first say that. Um, it's not often that we miss milestones uh, here on Pure Gold, but we did miss a big milestone about a month ago. December 20th, I believe, was our five-year anniversary, so um, happy anniversary.
1: Yeah, definitely, our Five years of Pure Gold, five years strong, doing the shows every week. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We actually stopped doing that at about uh, year three. The last two uh, anniversaries we've actually missed, which is interesting, um, and I'd say only us, man – you know, we talked about the World Series, like, all oh, the Mets are in the World Series, we have to do a show, never happened, and here we are in January, going to discuss the Mets baseball, woo!
0: <laughs> so, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I do want to say my condolences to you and your family for a uh, death in the family, I believe, I you believe your uncle has passed away about a couple weeks ago, yeah. I believe.
1: Christmas Eve, yeah, unfortunately my uncle passed away, definitely a rough time for the family, my mom is actually still down there in, uh, in Florida, she's coming back next week, so Interesting stuff, sir. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's sad, always sad when these things happen in the family. But I definitely appreciate, it, sir.
0: Yep, thoughts and prayers to you and the family. So, sir, I have a full plate on my uh, on my uh, docket here. So, uh, you know, whenever you feel like we should switch topics, let's do that. But there's just a lot to discuss because, like I said, we haven't done a show in over, over five, almost six months. So, let's get into the entertainment part of it, which is the WWE. To catch up, people, from our last show, I, I believe Seth Rollins was still the WWE champion. Injuries have plagued the WWE the last couple months here, um, and basically the biggest injury was to Seth Rollins, who um, tore up his knee who? on a uh, Seth Rollins.
1: I'm sorry. I have no idea what that
0: is. Okay. So anyway, he tore up his knee, as, and he was the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. The WWE Triple H had a scramble and create a tournament. That created the tournament and made Roman Reigns the number one contender. Sets up a a match between Roman Reigns and I believe Dean Ambrose in the finals of the tournament. And then we had a cash in finally by Sheamus, which was not so surprising. Sheamus actually beat Roman Reigns, became the world heavyweight champion for about a month and a half, and just lost the match in a desperate attempt to get Reigns back because Reigns have plummeted big time. <laughs> Mr. McMahon is now back on TV, and now Roman Reigns has been given the strap, I think, haphazardly, and, um, you know, from there we we, we start talking about it PG-style. So, sir, what what have you – I know you haven't seen much of anything, so just give me your thoughts on what I just said and how the WWE has scrambled to put this together
1: now that Seth Rollins is on the shelf for at least nine months. Is it really that long, GST? Yeah, uh, Joe's right. Honestly, I haven't listened to or watched wrestling in a long time. I barely keep up with it. Um, I actually wanted to talk a couple of wrestling points tonight because there's some interesting news out in the the world of WWE and wrestling at large. But I've pretty much given up on the product. I find it incredibly boring. Um, But, you know, again, obviously I know that Roman Reigns is a champion. You know, fans seem to have uh, turned for him this time uh, instead of being against him like they were last year at the Royal Rumble, which, of course, you know, we'll get into this in a minute, which I think the WWE is making a huge mistake, and you'll probably agree. Um, you know, this is the thing. Vince doesn't allow guys to to form organically. He doesn't allow the crowd to get behind them organically. It's like force it, shove it down your throat. And that's what happened with Roman Reigns, and it doesn't surprise me that, you know, the fans at the beginning especially hated his guts, especially last year when he won the Rumble. You know, they were hoping Daniel Bryan would win or somebody like that. Um, you know, they did a good job in not giving him the title of WrestleMania. That was a big thing with us. Instead, they ended up giving it to Seth Rollins, who was probably a better choice. I guess it's tough for me because I don't see Seth as a main event guy. He just doesn't look like one to me, but that's my personal opinion. Um, I don't think any bend the shield. I guess Reigns has kind of looked, but he's the least talented out of the three of them. He just has to build for it. Um, you know, this whole authority, anti-authority thing has been recycled so many times, sir. I mean, how many times can Vince McMahon against the top guy in the company?
0: You're right about that and um like you said uh things don't happen organically and if you watch the product the last couple of weeks it's it's really been bad acting on Vince's part and um I don't know if it's just that he's gotten old and just senile but his acting has gotten really bad I know that the crowd last night in San Antonio and usually San Antonio is a pretty decent crowd the crowd was dead for pretty much 95% of the night um you had some good wrestling in the ring but the storyline telling has been pretty bad and they're, you know, they're trying to force you to like Roman Reigns, and they're trying to make you anti-authority as always. The one thing that doesn't make sense to me is that if you, if you've read up on the storylines, is that Triple H was pretty much taken out by Roman Reigns a couple weeks ago when he became um, world heavyweight champion, and uh, hasn't been on TV since, which is interesting to me because that leads to the Royal Rumble. We're on the road to WrestleMania right now, and. Uh, Instead of, like, I really thought that last night Vince would actually announce a match between Triple H and Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight title. Instead, he says that Roman Reigns will defend his title in the Royal Rumble match itself. So for the first time since 1992, which Ric Flair won the WWF title, the WWE World Heavyweight title will be defended inside the Royal Rumble. Thoughts?
1: Um, It's tough for me because I look at this, and they can go twofold. Well, first of all, my, my main concern, I guess my main concern, my first thing that I would think about is, all right, so if Roman Reigns is going to be defending it in the the you know actual Royal Rumble match, that means there's no, this is going to sound stupid, but just follow me for a second, that means there's no WWE title match at the pay-per-view. So how does this pay-per-view happen? I mean, the the Rumble itself isn't that long where it's going to take up the entire night. So are they just going to pretty much get rid of You know, the other matches, they're going to have an undercard. I mean, usually it's the Rumble at the end of the night, and then before that, you know, you have it. You have a title match right before the Rumble happens, so now that's out of the picture. So what do they do with the actual card? Because that, to me, just, I don't know, it just seems weird. It doesn't seem to make any sense. um, Yeah. I, I I don't like it. I like it because it's different. But I don't like it because if this means that Roman is going to win, he's going to retain the title, then I hate it. If this is a way of getting him to lose the belt and have somebody else win it, you know, and him not get pinned for it, which is, you know, hell, it's it's a good way to, you know, save face as anything else for a champion. You know, the the reason that I bring it up, and you're going to agree with this, last year they crapped all over Roman Reigns being the champion, you know, winning the Royal Rumble to become champion at WrestleMania 31. So now he's a champion. He's, again, it's a stipulation for him to win the belt. So I think this has a, a real big possibility of going sideways on him, sir.
0: Yeah, I, I still don't understand why they didn't just set up a match. I mean, have the Royal Rumble set up the way it normally is and have the winner be the number one contender. Uh, you have Brock Lesnar, I believe, entering the match. Chris Jericho made a surprise appearance last night, which is probably the highlight of the night, um, came to save us once more he'll be in the Royal Rumble, but to me it doesn't make sense why Triple H has not returned back to TV and why he's not challenging Roman Reigns at this pay-per-view. I would hope, I would sincerely hope it's not going to be a Roman Reigns-Triple H uh, WrestleMania match at this point, but I think they're scrambling, they're, they're pulling at straws, they're drawing at straws, and I think that the problem is that Again, the writing has been poor, and I I guess they have people talking about it, and they got you talking about it again because we're doing a show, and part of it is about wrestling. Um, So I guess that's a good thing, but I I just think the storyline has been bad so far.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Now, where do we go, sir? How does this happen? I mean, what's the plan? If it's going to be Triple H and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I totally agree with you. Bad, bad, bad. I don't want to see that. You know, I mean, not for the title anyway. If it was an undercard match, I have no problem with it. Triple H can still go at his age. Um, It doesn't make sense that he hasn't come back, but I'm sure he's going to come back for the Rumble. Uh, Maybe make a surprise appearance, screw him out of the title. I mean, if you're going to have Tommy Roman Reigns and Triple H are fighting for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, that's a mouthful. At WrestleMania, I have no interest, to be honest with you. That's horrible. Um, To touch on Jericho for a second, I love the fact that Jericho's back. It's nice to see him on regular TV. And although I, I, I was trying to explain this to my wife earlier, I think it's great. I think what he does is great. I think the fact that Chris um, comes out, you know, he does these house shows, even though, of course, they're not called house shows anymore, but he's done house shows and things like that, Um, you know, live events, whatever, for the paying fans and doesn't care about being on TV. I think that's great. I really do. But the fact that, you know, they have all this hoopla, this hype and stuff, what's going to happen, I don't know. I, I just, it's tough for me. If somebody else wins it, I'll be totally interested. But everything else, sir, I'm not too sure.
0: And then you look at the Royal Rumble match itself, and it does um, pose some questions because, you know, for me, there's only two viable winners. Now that you have Roman Reigns in it, he, I guess you throw him as the third viable winner for this match. But for me, it's either going to be Kevin Owens or Brock Lesnar at this point. And I, I personally wouldn't mind seeing those two guys actually fight for the World Heavyweight title, but I just don't see how that happens now unless, again, Kevin Owens wins the matches uh, at this pay-per-view or, or Brock Lesnar wins the match. So... um I think they're in a pickle right now. I just I don't know what they were thinking when they decided this. It's I guess Vince being Vince.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love it if Rock won the Rumble. I really would if he won the title. That would be awesome. Especially if he destroyed Roman Reigns and just, you know, f 5 him through the ring. And then dug him out of the ring and f 5 him out of the ring through every announce table just over and over again. That would be amazing.
0: It would be. And I, I guess um, if they do go the route of Triple H being the 30th participant... And then Roman Reigns is like you know he draws number three or number four and lasts until the end, and then Triple H screws him out of the ring uh, as the title and becomes a champion for a month and maybe drops it at their February pay-per-view. I think it's called Fast Lane. I-, I guess they could scramble oh, and do that kind of stuff. Whatever yeah, happened,
1: I mean, whatever happened to the Elimination uh, Chamber?
0: Yeah, that, I mean they got rid of that and now it's Fast Lane, so uh, it's a grocery okay. store apparently. So. <laughs> Fast food, what you it? The other thing I want to mention about before we get to the big uh, wrestling news is um, the fact that, I mean, it seems like injuries have definitely plagued them recently. I mean, you have Cesaro, who put on some great matches in 2015 um, against John Cena and a couple other people, so you have him on the shelf, Seth Rollins is on the shelf, and even though we don't like the guy as much, but even Randy Orton might be out for like the entire calendar year of 2016, so you got you got injuries Seriously? galore. I mean, that long? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about two operations, possibly one in the shoulder and one in the neck. So that's going to be a long time for him.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So, know that. That's
1: you a little i been following wrestling. I mean, I know he's been injured, but that's, that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the road to WrestleMania is kind of bumpy So f- to start, I guess. But, again, it's uh, the Royal Rumble. It's probably my second favorite pay- pay-per-view of the year. Um, other than that, sir. In terms of just the product itself, right now, uh, you, th- you know, you talk about the New Day; they're they're pretty much over as heels, uh, even though people love to cheer for them. Um, of course. Anything else? Are you surprised up- they've gotten over? Um, I'm, I'm, I think they forced it down your throat enough where now the people just actually like it. You know, it had to go and become. I think bad before it became good. I think that's how the New Day ended up being like over. I think they just forced down their uh, our throat like their stupid gimmickry and uh, the things that they say, the things that they do. And and big E is just like a big buffoon, but the fans love it. People love chanting New Day rocks, and uh, they've had out. They've held on. To is that it New Day
1: rocks games. or New Day sucks?
0: Well, the the crowd actually chants New Day rocks, believe it or not. So. They try to cheer for them, even though they're heels. So it's 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 an interesting mixed bag with that one.
1: That is interesting. Um, and yeah. you know, Kofi, I've always found him to be talented and stuff. like Xavier Woods, eh, uh, Biggie, eh. But uh, I guess we'll see where this goes.
0: Yep. Yeah. And uh, I guess the only other um, in the division, um, the Divas division, you have Charlotte Flair, who's Ric Flair's daughter, and Ric Flair is now like pretty much in the corner of Charlotte most of the time she finally turned full heel uh, last night when she uh attacked Becky Lynch from the from behind after the match was over um you know she's actually a pretty decent wrestler when you get to watch her wrestle um i don't know if that's setting up a becky lynch versus um versus charlotte at wrestlemania or anything like that but i do think that um charlotte has done a good job carrying the divas division considering that uh the divas division i mean it's not that the greatest but um Right now, I think she has to carry that strap for a while, and um, it's better that she's a heel with her dad, because, you know, the dirtiest play in the game, why not the dirtiest daughter in the game? So, um, You don't think really she's going
1: to jump into Mania?
0: No, I think she will. I just think she'll carry until Mania at this point.
1: Oh, okay. Got
0: it. Yeah, but I just don't know who she'll defend it against, whether it's Paige or... Um, maybe it's Becky Lynch or even Sasha Banks, so um, we'll see where that goes, but the biggest reason why we're talking about wrestling tonight is not because of all that crap, because let's face it, like you said, sir, um, I'm, a, I'm a drug addict, I mean, I'll admit it, I I watch the crap, I, I watch Smackdown, uh, I watch Raw, and sadly, I'm addicted to the crack, and I'm glad that you were able to, you know, wean yourself off of it, and not... You know, watch it anymore because it's it's bad. You're right, but the biggest news, sir. Give me the two the two initials that we should talk about for the next five minutes.
1: Um, would you be talking about A and J?
0: I would. I mean, does does this surprise you? The signing of AJ Styles to WWE.
1: You know it it does surprise me. Uh, it's not official yet. It does surprise me because. You know, AJ has been, like, the one, quote-unquote, holdout, you know, for a long time from TNA, a big star, again, quote-unquote. I mean, AJ, everyone knows who AJ Styles is. He's not The Rock. He's not, you know, Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, that level. But he's always been a great talent, a phenomenal one. I'm surprised that they bring him in. And apparently it's for a lot of money. And Apparently, um, because it's for so much money that he's not going to NXT, he's not going to be doing what Samoa Joe's doing. He's actually allegedly coming to the main roster. So I'm really interested to see what they do with AJ because as talented as he is, he is on the smaller side, and you know how the WWE feels about smaller wrestlers. So, uh, I'd like to see where this goes, but it's definitely surprising and good surprising, but definitely surprising to see this happening. Uh, so that the WWE um, has signed him. You know, really, really surprised.
0: Well, that, I guess that leads right to my first question: is that you, you talk about Seth Rollins, and you don't see him has having the build of being a world heavyweight champion. Uh, A.J. Styles, I mean, I, he's probably a little bit smaller than like, Chris Benoit. I hate to mention the name, but he's like a smaller version of Chris Benoit, if that's a good comparison. I don't I don't know how this guy could get over on people like Brock Lesnar or even uh, Roman Reigns-type build people, because these guys are, are monsters versus A.J. Styles.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's the thing. You know, where is he going to... Where is he going to get that? Where is he going to, you know, be put in there in in that respect, size-wise against an A.G., against uh, Brock Lesnar or something like that? I mean, Daniel Bryan, yeah, of course, he could hang with Daniel Bryan. Um, You know, again, I'm surprised to see him with the company or allegedly with the company. I'd like to see if, um, you know, what they do with him and what the plan is, to be honest with you.
0: So you mentioned Daniel Bryan. I mean, from from what I hear, his career is over with the WWE. They just won't let him come back. The, their, their doctors won't clear him, but every other doctor will. Um, it's it's like an ongoing saga with that. Unless, again, they're they're holding back and he's going to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Does he win the Royal Rumble? But from what I hear, from what I read, his career is over in the WWE.
1: That would be a shame if it was over, sir. It really would. Um, Daniel Bryan was popular with the fans definitely has a lot of talent. Um, it would be a shame. That's that's really all I can tell you because he, he's one of the, one of the greats um, as far as, you know, getting over with a crowd, being allowed to organically get over, which is a good thing, instead of being forced down our throats, you know. I mean, they pretty much – he he forced himself into the spotlight and, you know, it was great to see that they, they allowed it to happen. I don't think – I really don't think they ever were his biggest fans. You know, to be honest with you, I think all that D player stuff is real – how they really feel about him, but it is nice to see him. You know, in that it was nice to see him in that spotlight and whatnot, and the fans being so so much behind him.
0: Yeah, I, I and I also think that the biggest breakout star lately, and you haven't watched, but everyone's big on Kevin Owens. I mean, the guy. Oh yeah, uh, no, I
1: like Kevin Owens. He, he's definitely good. He's got a lot of talent.
0: He's, uh, he does, and I think Triple H has really took it, taken him under his wing and shown him how to be a, a true heel. And um, I think Kevin Owens gets it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the guy is the World Heavyweight Champion by the end of this year, maybe towards the middle of the year. But I don't know about WrestleMania, to be honest with you. Um, it's in Dallas this year, April 3rd. Um, I just don't know if uh, it's time for Kevin Owens. And then people like, you know, you, you talk about like other wrestling storylines like the Wyatt family. Last night, for right. example, the, Wy- the Wyatt family came down. There's four of them now. Came down and attacked. Yeah, no, uh, I, I know
1: that much. I'm not that far behind I,
0: Okay, so I mean, as 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 much as Bray Wyatt is over, and as much as the Wyatt family is over, I just I can never see Bray Wyatt being the world heavyweight champion. Maybe it's just me. It's a I think it's a it's a gimmick. Um, I think it's a pretty dumb gimmick nowadays. So I don't know if he'll ever be a world heavyweight champion. I mean, he'd have a good stable to protect the title, but it seems like WWE is always talking about like the authority versus a a face, and I just I don't know if the you know, the the Wyatt family can actually hold that title and how, if they ever did hold it, how long they'd be able to hold it. I just, I don't see that happening.
1: Right, right, I agree. Um, I mean, the, the thing with the Wyatt's is that they're, Bray has been over. He's been over for a long time. They've got the entrance, the music, et cetera, et cetera. He would cut some amazing promos, but it's kind of old hat. Um, now they're actually beating people, which is surprising because I, I know that much that they've been winning matches. They, they beat the W boys, they beat... You know, when they teamed up with Rhino and Tommy Dreamer, so that actually surprised me. Um, I think that at the end of the day, when you look at when you look at the why, is um, it's kind of like they've lost so much credibility over time trying to build it back up. And you know that whole trading loss is famous. WWE is famous for—it's it. just it's stupid. They win some, lose some, win some, lose some, back and forth, back and forth. Like, come on, let's be real.
0: Yeah. So where does this leave DG? Uh, right here on PG. Let's ask the PG exclusive. Where does this leave DG with wrestling? Does he not watch wrestling until the Royal Rumble? Does he come over to my house to watch the Royal Rumble? What does DG do from here?
1: When is the Royal Rumble?
0: It's uh, January twenty
1: fourth. You know, that's it's a pos- You know, I have to talk it over with the warden. I mean, the wife. But um, <laughs> uh, it's a possibility that I may make my first uh, appearance in the new. Uh, I was gonna say Kardashian because I was reading an article about um, Bruce Jenner. I mean, excuse me, uh, whatever his name is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me why. You're talking and I'm I'm looking at articles that have nothing to do with the show and things that we won't even talk about. Um, great. Yahoo and their stupid their stupid headlines. Um, I mean, there's a possibility that the the great, the one and only, the icon, the main event, the showstopper, the headliner, DG on P G will make an appearance at the Bacino uh, household or however you say your last name in reverse. Um, so, yeah, that, that's actually, that wouldn't be bad, sir. I mean, I'm, but I tell you this much, this is the only, the only, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? The only thing you run into on your end is if Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns does win the Rumble, I will probably destroy your house, something in your house, destroy your, your, your case, and we're going to get to in a minute. So, I just want you to be prepared for that. Believe that. The only
0: the only thing I think that the WWE has made a critical mistake on this, and I think it's very critical, I mean, I associate uh, NFL fans with uh, WWE fans, uh, not not like for the most part, but like there are people that watch wrestling and watch football. And, sir, do you know that that's the day of the NFC and AFC championship games?
1: Oh, football's still going on? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I stopped watching football about four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um. I, I. I. I don't know, man. It's other than guys like you. I mean, I don't even know if you'd even be interested in that. To be honest with you, but I mean, how many hardcore wrestling fans are gonna miss? Are gonna miss the Royal Rumble for, you know, the playoffs when the team playoffs so you know? well, the teams aren't even in. So I don't know. I, I could care less about that. To be honest with you. Uh,
0: just throwing it out there. And uh, I guess the only other nugget that I have in Wrestling World is that TNA was finally kicked off of whatever channel they were on, and now they're on <laughs> the channel. You don't know called... what
1: channel they're on. That's, that's yeah, awesome. They're
0: on Pop TV right now, which was formerly the TV Guy channel, believe it or not, the Pop TV channel. And I believe it's going on right yeah. now. I think yeah. they're on Tuesday night, so. That's yeah, that, that's. Yeah, that that's pretty bad. I didn't want to mention anything else besides that. But um, other than that, sir, that that takes care of the wrestling part of my uh, rundown. Unless you have anything else that you want to just break down.
1: No, I think that I think we've talked more than enough wrestling for the entire year. To be honest with you, so, no, I'm good. <laughs> I think we're
0: so, done. So, do you want to wrap up the NFL season or the baseball season? Because I think we need to tie a bow on both of them. To be honest with you.
1: Well, we could we could wait to stop, stop talking about the NFL or, or to talk about it till June, you know, like we're doing uh, six months later with, <laughs> with uh, baseball. But I, I guess we should talk baseball first because, to be quite honest with you, I don't give a damn about the NFL right now. I mean, for so many reasons. Um, obviously, we'll get into the whole you know the cough that whole situation. That's probably the only thing I do care about football related. But um, you know, let's let's talk baseball first. or I think we should we should get that out of the way first. Yeah, I,
0: I think where we left you off in August was that the Mets had just made a trade, or we were talking about how Cespedes was actually doing great for the Mets, and the <laughs> Mets were doing... The us, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Mets pitching staff was really doing good, and the, the offense was coming coming on really strong, and we were saying that this is a team that can make a strong push, could go far in the playoffs if they made the playoffs, and I think that that's, that's where, you know, everything went right in terms of the Mets clinched the NL East, They Became the LA's champions, and they they faced the LA Dodgers in a great five game series, and um, to go and beat the LA Dodgers with Kershaw. Wait, was it, are you no, still? Sure? We, didn't, we didn't
1: talk. Sorry, we didn't talk. Um, we didn't talk about the Mets in that series with uh, with no. what happened. I thought we I thought we had talked about it uh, that week.
0: We we really didn't. Are you sure? I'm sure.
1: All right, I'm going to look this up,
0: and I think you're you're full of it. All right, so let me carry on. So uh, the Mets win a great game five. I think we talked or texted about this, but we didn't do a show about it. Uh, Zach Greinke pitched a great game, but the Mets won in L.A. And then, you know, I don't think the rest was gravy, but I think that when the Mets were facing the Chicago Cubs. Well, Terry Collins thought it was gravy. I mean, he
1: said it was gravy, so it must have been gravy, right?
0: He should have been fired for that statement alone. Uh, to say that was gravy, but to, to face the LA Dodgers and beat them in five, and then go face the Chicago Cubs. Well, let's face it. When we we saw the Chicago Cubs, they had a, apparently, I mean, supposedly they had a great offense and their starting pitching was decent. Well, what happened was the Mets just dismantled the, the, the Cubs from pillar to post. They swept them in four games, and this is where I I feel like the turning point of the Mets season happened. The Mets swept the Chicago Cubs became the NL champions, the National League champions. They won the pennant, and I feel like this is where they took the, the pedal off the metal. And uh, I know you're going to shoot me for this one, but I, I did say that the rest was going to be good for them. But it ended up crowning them the unofficial world champions, where the the Mets were showing up on every local show, and they were saying how great they are and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? They run They run into a buzzsaw with the Kansas City Royals, who had something to prove from the year before, who lost in seven games to the San Francisco Giants. And what we have left, sir, to break down is a another failed year. I thought this was going to be the year that we actually, you know, absolved the year 2000 with the Subway Series. I thought we were going to actually win a World Series title. We don't. We win a National League pennant again, and we lose in five games again. And I think all the wheels came off and uh, left a bad, 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 bad taste in my mouth.
1: I got to tell you, uh, you know, first of all, I was right. Let's just throw that out there. I was absolutely one hundred percent right about the rest. I I think to this day, I still think the rest killed them. I think you're telling me as hot as Murphy was, he he, to the end of the series. If you give that guy an extra couple days, boom, you start that series. You're telling me that Murphy doesn't, you know, continue to light it up. I, I don't agree. You know, I, I think that, that we killed them. I think it was bad news for the Mets. I think that, you know, I felt it. I feared it. And, unfortunately, I was right. I hate being right because I'm almost never right. And when I am, it's always about something negative. But, anyway, I digress. Um, you know, when you look at this team, when you look at the way that they were constructed, when you look at everything, the fact that they ended up with just, you know, I say just because the Mets are coming off six losing seasons, so you think, oh, well, you'll know, be happy. I'm not the type of fan to say, oh, let's be happy. The I made mean, it the World Series. Woo-hoo. No, they lost. They lost the World Series. They lost it in a miserable fashion. Um, to me, this was ten times worse than the, the loss to the Yankees in 2000. The only bad thing for Mets fans, I guess, would be that they lost to the Yankees. But at least they were in those games. You know, I, I mean, let me let me take that back. You know, yeah, they were in them with the, the Yankees, but really, the, the Yankees had the Mets outmatched. You know, that first game, the momentum turned. The Mets were kind of on their heels, but this Mets team could have and should have defeated the Royals. I called it in five games. I had the wrong team winning. But the thing that has pissed me off, that still pisses me off, that will always piss me off, is that the Mets had every single one of those games, except for the blowout, you know, the first game. They had – no, I'm sorry, the first game was – I think it was the second game. The second game, the Mets, the, the Mets, you know, they lost like, whatever the hell it was, seven to two or something. Yeah. Um, they had every single game won. They had it in the bag, and they blew them over and over and over again repeatedly with defensive errors, with, you know, bad pitches, pitches in the wrong spot. I mean, you know, they they should have won that World Series. They could have won that World Series. The fact that they didn't still bothers me, and I don't think I'll ever get over it, to be honest with you. I mean, painful, painful, painful. I always think about their World Series record. You know, at one point they were 1-0, then they're 1-1, then they're 2-1, and all right, well, at least they're above five hundred. Now they're under five hundred, having lost their last two, and the fact that they're 15 years apart, I mean, that makes me sick. To my stomach, there's a 14-year gap between 86 and 2000. Now there's a 15-year gap, so does that mean that, you know, um, 2031 would be the next time that the Mets um, make it to the World Series? You know, it's just, uh, you know what pisses me off, and this is, this, this is something that, you know, ties in, You know, I'm on the Twitter. I'm on social media, and I'm looking at what's going on or whatever. And, you know, you see Mets fans. There was a a video or what was it, kind of like a recap video of the year. It was called Tears of Joy. I don't understand how any Mets fan in their right mind can talk about tears of joy over this season. Yes, the Mets finished above 500 for the first time in six years. Yes, the Mets made it to the World Series, but they lost. They got embarrassed, and they got humiliated in the World Series. They should have won, and they didn't win. What is there to be happy about? What? Where are these tears of joy? You know, at the end of the day, there, there were some nice moments, absolutely. Daniel Murphy went on a great tear. I was about to call him Daniel Bryan. He went on a great tear, great, all-time, you know, legendary, whatever. Who cares? Joe, at the end of the day, who gives a flip? They're not World Series champions. They've done almost nothing in the offseason, which we can talk about that. You know they're they're worse off now than they were before, and I like some of the moves that they've made, but th- they haven't made any improvements. This is eerily similar to 2001, that next year when the Mets went to the World Series, lost, made no improvements, actually got worse. They lost. They lost. Um, Hampton brought an apier If you remember that train wreck, I mean they lose. You know Cespedes. They bring in Diaz. Uh, you know, go to hell on that move. Um, and at the end of the day, the Mets are, are playing. They're penny pinching again. It just I can read on this for for weeks. It just bothers me, sir. It absolutely bothers me, and I'm disgusted by this team. I'm disgusted by ownership, and I think that this is going to be one of those seasons we look back on and say they missed it, they ruined it, they missed that one shot, once-in-a-lifetime shot to win the World Series, and they're not going to win another one for, you know, 20 years.
0: You know, you you said a lot there, and I want to go back to – You know, game one of the World Series in 2000 and game one of the World Series in 2015 were eerily similar in the fact that I think the Mets were actually leading and then their closer, who Jerry's familiar, let's face it, is probably the Mets' best closer ever. But when you compare him to Benito in 2000? 2000, Probably, yeah. Yeah. Talent wise, you, you probably say he's the best closer ever. Um, but when he blew Game One, I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to admit to myself. I fought it, the rest of the series. But I was like, if they, if they're gonna, if they lose this game, which they did, they're not gonna win the World Series. And I feel like for the Mets to blow that game again, just like they blew the game in, in 2000 with Benitez, um, you know, the the series. I think that the momentum swung, and I think that the 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 Royals took advantage of it. They beat the Mets in five, and from there. Like you said, in the offseason, they've done nothing to really improve this team. I think they need to shore up the bullpen, which I guess they're trying to do. But they lost Murphy. Who wants – I mean, let's talk about this first before I get into my rant. Cespedes is a guy that nobody has signed yet. The guy has a, – he's a five-tool player. But we saw a a tool no! that – Exactly, a size Cespedes that nobody wants. Nobody wants a person that's lazy or l- loudly gags in the outfield. Um, his performance in the World Series was so poor, he turned me off. And at that point, well, I was like, do not on. resign Cespedes. I,
1: time out. i, I got to stop you there. His performance in the entire playoffs was piss poor. The Walters was the icing on the cake, but he completely disappeared in the entire playoffs. I mean, he looked awful from start to finish. He had one game where he hit all none. And he looked halfway decent. Other than that, he was a complete and utter joke. And I agree with you, by the way, about them not signing him.
0: Yeah, I, I think that any uh, major league baseball team that wanted to sign him took a step back and so when they saw his performance. Yes, okay, and the entire playoffs was poor. But, you know, on the biggest stage of them all where you could make that up and become the hero <laughs> of New York uh, for years to come, Cespedes just, to no, me, all he time, looked lazy. Sir, you're
1: talking, you're t- if, if, if is Played halfway as decent as he played in that that major stretch that six week stretch. You're talking this guy's in in the Mets Hall of Fame next year, even if he never, if he never plays another game for this team.
0: Yeah, I, I think he was he he's the type of player uh, like any other player. Um, like I guess the Yankees deal with <laughs> he's the type
1: and, of player like any other player. That's brilliant insight, <laughs> by the way. Brilliant.
0: Thank you. Brilliant, right? Um, you know he he carried them in the regular season, but. When, like you said, the playoffs, he just didn't show up. And uh, to me, he really turned me off in the World Series where, to me, he looked lazy. He didn't look like he was interested. He didn't look like, you know, the Cespedes during the regular season. And and it's no surprise, really, that no team has signed him to this point. And if they do sign him, I don't think he's going to get more than a two- or three-year contract at this point because you don't want to guarantee – I mean, in, in Major League Baseball, it's all guaranteed money. So why would you guarantee this guy – uh, $200 million where he, you know, is it the potential for him to just say, you know, screw it, I'm just going to go play golf even though I'm hurt. Uh, you know, stuff well, like ask, that. Let me but, ask you, you know, a
1: question. Do yeah. you remember what Jason Hayward's contract was?
0: Something in the $220 million
1: range. was It was it that much. I thought it was like 180 I mean, you know, when I looked at his numbers, I was just baffled because he's not that good of a player. I mean, he's talented. Don't get me wrong. He's not as good. I don't think he's as good as anybody thought he would be because he had a a pretty big, you know, breakout season with the with uh, Braves when he first came up. The reason I bring him up is because if he can get that much money, he's from Richmond, New Jersey, by the way. If this guy can get that much money, then at the end of the day, eight years, one hundred and eighty-four, one hundred and eighty-four million dollars. This absolutely That's mind-boggling got- for a guy whose best season, his career year, was two thousand twelve. Which, by the way, we're going into two thousand sixteen, where he had twenty-seven homers, eighty-two RBIs, but on average. You know, I mean, 1872, 2782, 1438. You know, he was injured, and then uh, 2014, 150 games. He's 11 homers, 50 RBIs. Last year, 154 games, which is almost the entire year, 1360. How does he get that big of a contract? That's what it's three times the player that this guy is. So if a team is willing to pony up that much money for him, then I think that it will get some sort of suitors. But um, I do agree. I think that the odds of him the odds of the fact that he probably, um, you know, teams were turned off by his attitude and his play. I, I do agree with that. I'm just saying that I think if some nut job gives Jason Hayward that much money than Cespedes, who's infinitely more talented than he is, um, I think he's, someone's going to find him eventually, sir. I mean, if two suited three years, I would take him back on the Mets. I really would, you know, um, but – at the end of the day, he wants more than that. I don't think he's going to get the contract. The market hasn't panned out. I don't think he's going to get the contract that he, that he thought. So I, I kind of agree with you in that respect. And, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there, my, my two cents, as it were.
0: Yeah, what's really frustrating me as you uh, break down, you know, the uh angle, which I think, you know, he'll eventually either be signed by, like, I I heard a mystery team is the, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, it'd be interesting to see if the St. Louis Cardinals sign because they're uh, a team that really doesn't, like, sign flashy players like that. But what I want
1: right,
0: to talk And they just lost that, Hayward, right? Yeah, they just lost Hayward. So, I mean, it makes sense if he went there. Um, but when you look at the Mets' uh, season in a nutshell, um, you look at Daniel Murphy, and now he's playing for the Nationals, which is interesting. But, sir, I'll be honest with you. I, I loved the run of watching Daniel Murphy. And I- I'll never forget, as long as I live, texting you every time he hit a home run in the playoffs and be like, are you kidding me? I remember like how giddy I was when the guy would hit a home run like every single game during the playoffs.
1: Oh, but, oh of course. He carried the Mets. But, Listen, the truth yeah. is the Mets, the Mets don't get to the playoffs. This is a fact. Anybody who disagrees with this is an idiot. This is baseball fact. Mets don't get to the playoffs without Thespiness. They don't get to the World Series without Murphy. End of story. Just want to throw it out no. there.
0: No, I totally agree with you, but here's the thing I, I also say is that that was a great run by Murphy, and I actually kind of like the idea that the Mets didn't re Murphy because I thought he was, I, I hate to use Gary Cohen's like net negative, but I feel like he was a liability in terms of defense, and I just think that
1: he's a great
0: hitter. He's a great hitter, right? He'll average 280 to 290, maybe 300 sometimes uh, for you, and it will get a lot of base hits. I just don't think he's the second baseman for me, so the fact that he's in the, on the Nationals, I guess, stings a little bit because we're going to see him 19 times, and I, I'm sure he's going to beat the Mets. The thing that really bothers me is that you have a once-in-a-lifetime rotation with this team, and, yes, you just lost right. the World Series, but but you have a chance now to actually solidify the team, and you have a legitimate, I don't want to say a legitimate ace, one through five, but you have a legitimate chance to win every game that your starters pitch because,
1: Which, let's face it. Who can it, say that? Honestly, who, who can, can say, say that, that other than this team? I don't
0: think anybody can. Right. And you know what? Time is ticking because these guys are are, are signed to minimum amount of money. So let's face it. In a year or two, maybe three, I guess, a Matt Harvey is going to want his money. And, you know, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for not getting his money. But then, right. you know, DeGrom is going to want his money. And then Matt's is going to want his money. And at that point, the Wilpons, because they're never going to sell the team because, I mean, if the if the Ponds ever sold the team, I'd probably I'd say I'd be the happiest person on earth uh, in terms of being a Met fan. But I don't I, I don't see them selling the team. I just don't understand them. And I don't want to break down the ponds anymore because we spent many years talking about the Ponds and how they should sell the team. But you have a team that with a rotation like this, once in a, I'm going to call it a once in a lifetime rotation, and I you're going to and you're going to not you're not going to Put the pieces together and try to win a championship. Then you you should go to hell. You should not own the team. You know you should rot in hell for for making fan the fan base suffer since 1986. Go to hell. Thirty years ago was when they won a World Series title, a New York City team. Thirty years ago, that's that's such a disgrace, and for the fact that the Mets are not going to you know, shore up the team uh, in terms of getting bullpen help and getting a big bopper. I mean, look at the team, sir. Lucas Duda, I mean, can you count on him? No. Can you count on Daniel Murphy? Um, Daniel Murphy can you count on David Wright? No. So, I mean, the team, Curtis Grandison, he's a great player, but I don't even think you could count on him to carry a team. So he's, he's Listen, a good, Curtis player. Curtis
1: Grandison. Grandison absolutely earned my respect this. He was the be- the Mets' best player in the playoffs, start to finish. He was their best player overall, yep. start to finish. I mean, he hit. Only guy out of the Murphy who hit in, this, in the playoffs consistently. Um, I, you know, I agree. It's an absolute once-in-a-left-hand rotation. I mean, Matt, who supposedly has more ability than anybody else, I mean, that kid looked great, four or five innings. I think, you know, having a, a full year on his belt, you know, going into sixteen. I think pitching that full year, he'll be infinitely better. He'll be able to get out of the fifth inning. You know, I mean, with these other guys, the Mets are going to have for years, a few years to come, n- n- these guys are making no money. And like you said, it's going to start ballooning. The fact that they're not making moves to win. The only thing I hope is that in 1985, the, the Royals won the World Series. 19, uh, 2015, 30 years later, they win again. I'm hoping the Mets do the same thing because the Mets won in 86, and now it will be the 30-year anniversary of 80, 86. I'm hoping they win, sir, but it's not looking good. You know, I like the signing of, of Cabrera. I like the sign uh the move. I, I couldn't stand John Neese, Thank God he's gone. You know, bringing in Neil Walker, I thought was a good move. Murphy, net negative, whatever you want to call him. I agree with you. Not the second baseman for me. I'm looking at his stats now. Definitely nothing to write home about, per se. But, you, you, you know, and the fact that David Wright can't play every day, the fact that Neil Walker has played third base and Cabrera can play different positions. I think all the versatility is great. Flores, who, you know, I hate because the last two months of the season, the guy doesn't get a freaking RBI, which is – Unfathomable to me, you know. From the first week in September, didn't get an RBI again. So many different opportunities. But anyway, you have these different guys who can play different positions, and that's good. But this is like small ball. This is like you know, small market teams. This is not a big market team. You know, the Mets are not playing like a big market team, which which upsets me. But um, you know, this is the year they should, they got to go for the kill, sir, and they're not doing it. And I just think it's gonna they're gonna fall back into security. I really do. I think. How many 2-1 games can you lose before the fans just jump
0: off the ledge? Exactly, and that's what I was going to mention, is that you have not built a bridge from the sixth inning to, to Jerry's Familia, and and that's going to be the biggest, the biggest problem with the Mets, is that they're going to have 2-1 leads, and they're going to lose 3-2 occasionally, and it's going to happen more than occasionally. I mean, the, the, they need an eighth-man uh, setup man, and they need a seventh-inning uh, setup guy for the eighth inning, because... You look at what the Red Sox have done, they've, bolter, they've bolstered their bullpen. Even the Yankees have bolstered, bolstered their bullpen. Um, and they've made what the Mets should have done is what they've, they should have done, if that makes sense. Wait,
1: what? Say that
0: again? <laughs> I'm just saying what the Yankees and the Red Sox oh, have done dear. in terms of bolstered their bullpen is what the Mets should have done in this season.
1: I don't understand when the Mets didn't sign Darren all day. He didn't get a lot of money. Um yep. four years thirty million. You know, I'm looking at his stats now. He actually pitched for the Mets once upon a time. I mean, look at this guy's record of the past twenty eleven to now, seven and one, five and three, five and two, six and two. For a reliever, that's really good. You know, you got a few saves in here, strikeouts, barely any walks. I mean, you know, awesome you know, awesome numbers for a reliever. Why didn't the Mets go out and get him? But, of course, the Chiefs, they didn't get him. And, you know, like you said, the Yankees have an amazing bullpen now Although that whole Aroldis Chapman thing. I don't even want to touch that, you know, with the 10-foot pole. But if you look at it just from a baseball perspective, their back end of the bullpen is, looks unbeatable, sir. And why yeah, are they making these moves?
0: Right. I don't want to sound like a fair-weather fan, but, sir, and you're absolutely right. Anybody that thinks that last year was a success – because the Mets had so many losing seasons, and then this year they went through World Series and lost, and that's a success for them. Think about this, sir. You have to go through a whole season and hope for no major injuries. You have to hope for this pitching staff to stay intact. Okay, you win a division, barely, because the Nationals are, are probably just as good as you. Say you win a division. Okay, you've done that. Now you have to go win a a divisional playoff round. You have to win an NL pennant again. And you have to get all the way back to the World Series and win the World Series. To do that the year after, I give a lot of credit to the Kansas City Royals for doing it. I don't think the Mets have the intestinal fortitude to do it. I really don't.
1: I I think it's almost impossible to do it. And the fact that the Royals went to game seven, came within like (laughs) a winning game, uh, winning the World Series last year, and then come back to win all the history and dominate like you did. I mean, they outplayed the Mets earlier. Really, I think the Mets outplayed themselves, but the fact that they did it is a testament to the greatness of the Kansas City Royals. But I don't think there's any chance in hell the Mets go back to the World Series this year. I, I really don't.
0: We'll be talking about the Mets on and off whenever we do decide to do a show again. <laughs> but, you know, but like, are we going to really get giddy for the fact that the Mets are, have a ten-game winning streak because their pitching staff is so good? I think we're, we're only going to get giddy again is when the Mets get to the playoffs. They win hopefully the first couple rounds and they're back in the World Series and we can actually re, redeem ourselves from this year. Because I, I'm not going to really get into the season. I mean, I love the pitching staff, the starting pitching, but oh well. I mean, I'm not. That's, this is not going to make me watch every single game this year like some diehard Mets fans are. I, I, I hate the fact that people keep insisting that attendance is going to go up because this team is going to have great pitching. Well, I mean, they had great pitching this year, and look what happened. I mean, look at it. I mean, and now their offense just got worse without yes, suspect and without Murphy. So. They, their,
1: their offense is exponentially worse. I mean, I think Neal Walker's a better offensive player than Murphy. I really do. Um, he's better defensively, so he's an upgrade. But nobody can replace you know, you three guys together, you put them together, they can't replace what's did it for this team. Um, yep. And I agree with you, sir, 100%. I, I, listen, I was so excited. I thought the Mets were going to win the World Series. I was pumped. Wearing my Mets gear to work every day. I mean, I was so excited. And then I was so devastated. The way the Mets lost, absolutely. De- I'm just glad they didn't get swept. I thought they were going to get swept in this damn series. Um, and then that Friday night, the Mets win. I'm thinking, oh, awesome. And then they go and they lose the next two games in horrible fashion. Um but at the end of the day, I'm not going to be giddy until there's three outs left in the bottom of the ninth inning in World Series game, you know, four, five, six, or seven, and the Mets are on the verge of winning. That's The only time I'll get giddy is if they're up three games to one with a nine-run lead in the ninth inning. That's when I'll get giddy because I have no confidence in this team. Again, last year was a great year. This year was a great year. But it left such a bitter taste in my mouth that I can't get excited again about Mets baseball. I absolutely I refuse to.
0: And you know what's funny? I know this this is a microcosm of the Mets, but do you know there's a Mets broadcaster that the um, the Mets haven't re-signed yet? And do you know his name by chance?
1: I do know his name. He is uh, famous for his role on the show Seinfeld. He is the <laughs> one and only Tex Mex, aka Keith Oberman Hernandez.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you. I mean, let me let me just say. First, you don't sign Bobby Ojeda either last year or two years ago, and now you're going to let another Met great. Because let's face it, the Mets don't have that many great players, great legendary players throughout their history. They're pretty pretty bad pretty right. much, except for a couple years in their history. You're going to let Keith Hernandez go. Who actually, I loved the post game shows. I loved Keith Hernandez, Ron Darling, uh, Gary Cohen breaking down the games. I think they did a great job. Um, so you're going to let Keith Hernandez go because you don't want you want to penny pinch this guy too. I mean, uh, I can't believe we root for a team with an ownership that is so penny-pitching that even their broadcasters have a tough time resigning from year
1: to year. This is the 30-year anniversary of a team that he was on, that he was a big part of this and why they won. If they don't resign him, I think that's especially bad. But at the end of the day, don't worry whether they resign Keith or not. They've got Nelson Figueroa. He He can just step in there, so no big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know it's 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 really neither here nor there. I just I just love the. I think Ron Darling is a great um, anal, um, color guy, and I think that Keith Hernandez is good too. And with Gary Cohen, Listen, together. the three I think of
1: them, the three of them are are the, the best trio, the best sports broadcasters, bar none to me. The, the best, you know, in baseball, they're awesome. They really are. Yeah. So I
0: mean, uh, that's pretty much the bow on the Mets season. I. I think we need to move on if uh, if you agree with me, sir.
1: Well, barring any major moves, because we don't have any, I'm sure we won't be talking about meth until you know spring training rolls around of next year.
0: Of next year, right, exactly. So let's get to the NFL and uh, just talk about the NFL season, which uh, is entering the playoffs. But the biggest storyline, I'll talk about my Jets. I'll, I'll wrap up my Jets. But let's talk about the biggest news that hit uh, yesterday was that the fact that Tom Coughlin... <laughs> And I don't know if he was forced, if he felt like he read, he had the writing on the wall because he didn't have his coordinators that he wanted anymore. For somebody to win two Super Bowls in a span of five years, like the the Giants did, with Eli Manning at the helm, who to me is a average quarterback at best, turns it on. Something clicks with him in the in the playoffs, and obviously the Jets the Giants had two great defenses when they won the two Super Bowls, but. Um, I don't know how to handle it, to be honest with you. I I don't know if Tom Coughlin was asked to step down or he'd be fired. If he he was ever fired, which I don't think the Giants would ever do to the guy because he's part of the history, part of the lore, part of the legacy of the New York Giants, but I don't think it was Tom Coughlin's fault this year, to be honest with you. I, I think that the team just didn't have the personnel. I think they need to make a change for the sake of making a change. I just don't know if this is the right move for them because now Eli Manning either has to learn a new offense Unless they hire their offensive coordinator to be the head coach, it's it's a tough situation, sir. When you win two Super Bowls and then your run has ended the way it ended, Tom Coughlin, the stand guy, um, I wish he coached my team. To, that's the type of guy he was. Um, give me your thoughts on the Giants in general, and just give me your thoughts on the Cough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this was a just a miserable year to be a Giants fan. I tell you, they remind me so much of the Mets in so many ways, in so many negative ways. It's scary other than, you know, like the Eagles game where they got blown out. I forget which week that was. The Giants could have and should have won every game this season. I mean, the Giants could have literally, they were 6-10, and 10, and they could have easily been, without exaggeration, 9-7, and 10-6, easily. I mean, they they lost game after game after game where they just disappeared in the fourth quarter, disappeared for minutes at a time. You know, just hard. And, and they're not a good team at all, but they could have won so many of those games, should have won so many of those games. I think it's interesting how, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that the Giants were also 6-10 and 10 last year, Coughlin's Giants career, you know, his what, 12 years here, bookended with 6-10 and 10 seasons, um, you know, some great years in between, a lot of, you know, 8-8 eight and eight and 9-7, and but at the end of the day, I mean, two Super Bowl titles, I don't think there's any way around, around that. You know, you, him and Parcells, obviously, the only coaches to have ever won a Super Bowl with this team. Um, when you look at the stats, the numbers, the fact that the Giants had three straight losing seasons under him is what got him, you know, removed from his post, whatever you want to call it. Just, you know, the, the guy deserved better, a great coach, but the only guy I can think of who didn't like him uh, is probably Tiki Barber, who, you know, he's a toolbox. But at the end of the day, I mean, just a great career. It's a sad to see him go out this way, and the Giants really just had nothing for him. So it's just, just a bad year, absolutely pitiful and I, I mean, I can't imagine he was forced out, but I'm sure there was some handwriting on the wall, like you said, and he's probably like, you know what, I'm done with this. I just can't, I can't deal with this right now.
0: Now, do you think that the the Giants need to make a a, a splashy, a flashy move and and hire like a big time, like coach, former coach of, um, you know, like Bill Cower or John Gruden or something like that, or do you think that they they promote their offensive coordinator, and have him work with Eli until because let's face it, Eli has maybe. What, another five, six good years in him, maybe, at top? Well,
1: maybe. I'd say more like three or four, to be <laughs> honest with you. I mean, he's, been, he's yeah. been in the league for a long time. Um, You know, I, I don't know, sir. I mean, I, I just – I mean, there's talks about Sean Payton. Uh, Tell me, you think, about this rumor. There was rumors going around. I don't know if some idiots just made this up, but that they were interested in Chip Kelly.
0: No way. You know, I mean,
1: pretty sad Chip Kelly –
0: Chip Kelly's on his way to Tennessee Titans to be the coach of his former quarterback in college, uh, Mariota. So, I think he's going right to the Titans.
1: Well, he's a bum anyway. But I'm, I'm over here. Yesterday I was thinking, you know, Coughlin and Parcells, just the age gap between them. What's crazy is that uh, Bill Parcells stopped coaching the Giants after he went out on a high note, 13-3, and three, which well, amazingly enough wasn't even his, his best season with the Giants, which is insane if you think about it you know, 14-2 and two in 86 when he won the Super Bowl the first time. Um, the fact that he went out on that high note, you know, 20 years younger than Coughlin, I was trying to compare to see who was a better coach, but when I look at the record, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing, the difference in, you know, I mean, Parcells won 50 games more than he lost with the Giants, but those two Super Bowls, with him, the two Super Bowls with Coughlin, I mean, really, are always going to cement the two of them, you know, as all-time greats, the Giants, Ring of Honor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, I think that he got a raw deal, uh, I don't think Eli's as bad as you, you make him out to be. I don't think he's as average as you make him out to be. I mean, it's crazy that his best statistical year this year, amazing stats when you look at them, but the Giants were horrible. Um, it just sucks to go out. You know, I, I think what Michael Strahan, who went out after the first Super Bowl title in 07, go out on a high note, and for him to go out on such a low note is just, to me, it's sad, and I think he deserves better than that, sir.
0: No, I mean, when I when you break it down that way, you're right. Um It is sad to see Tom Coughlin because, I mean, he's like the coach that everyone wants to be uh, the coach of your team. When you turn the page, when you turn to the side of the Jets, um, from the beginning of the year, I mean, Todd Bowles was the new coach. They had fired Rex Ryan. And going to the season, I'll be honest with you, I had no expectations, especially with Geno Smith as my starting quarterback. So my MVP – like most Jets fans, uh, is this guy in Polly who decided to deck Geno Smith in the, huh, in the preseason for not paying $600 or showing up for a charity event. So when Fitzpatrick became the starting quarterback and the Jets started at 4-1, I thought that the chance of making the playoffs was really good. Then the Jets decided to take a swoon. They went to 5-5. Five and five. Then they won the next five games, Impressingly, uh, impressing uh, most fans. And then, you know... Spitting the bit again against Rex Ryan's Buffalo Bills, losing the last game of the season uh, this past Sunday and eliminating them from the playoffs. So a 10-6 season with a sour taste in the mouth because you lose twice to the Buffalo Bills. And which was interesting is sir, is that if the Jets actually beat the, the Buffalo Bills these two games this season, they actually are the one seed. That's how the, how weak the, the the AFC was. If the Jets won the two games against Buffalo instead of losing, they'd be the one seed and have a bye week. <laughs> but instead they lose to Buffalo Bills and they're 10-6 and and out of the playoffs. So a season that its ups and downs, the one thing, the one big plus is that Geno Smith will never be the quarterback of the New York Jets again. Can't stand the guy, especially what he did uh, off the field now with this guy in Polly, not paying $600 for or showing up for a charity event. So the Jets had a decent season. I don't want to compare it to the Mets because the the Jets, you know, don't have the starting pitching. Uh, They don't have, like, that flashy, that great quarterback to get them uh, over the hump. Like, the Mets have the great pitching. But 10-6 with a bad taste because you lose the last game of the season and not make the playoffs. Where people were actually saying that if the Jets made the playoffs, they'd make a decent run, potentially. I mean, who knows? They lost Muhammad Wilkerson on the last game of the season with a broken foot, and he's their heart and soul of the defense. So I'm not sure how far the Jets would have gone. But, you know, when you get a chance to make the playoffs... And you don't, then it kind of sucks.
1: No, it's definitely disappointing. I mean, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not a type of uh, Giants fan that hates the Jets. I've never understood the animosity between the two fan bases. To me, it's nothing like the Yankees and Mets, which even that is tired to me at this point. Um, you know, but I was hoping the Jets would make the playoffs. So I was actually surprised that they didn't make the playoffs. And again, it's um uh, you know, your boy Rex Ryan just knows how to ruin Jets seasons. Whether he's on, yeah. he's the coach of, the, of their team or he's coaching another team or he's you know serving sandwiches over Jersey Mike's, I mean he just knows how to food poisoning or whatever just just ruin the Jets' season. Um, I'm again I'm still kind of just shocked that they didn't make the playoffs considering the run that they were on. Let me ask you this: I heard online that the Jets, well, I, I'm online. That's probably uh, the fan that the the players voted Brandon Marshall the MVP. I know you of course joked about this guy getting knocked out, but do you think he deserved it over let's say uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick?
0: I think Marshall deserves it because um first guy ever in history to to have a thousand receiving yards with four different teams, he had fourteen touchdowns this year and um yes, Fitzpatrick threw them to him. But I think Marshall had an outstanding Obviously. year. I think I think Fitzpatrick had a, a decent year. Just unfortunate that he has his worst game Uh, the last game of the season where he throws a pick in the red zone where the Jets, where the field will actually take the lead over the Buffalo Bills 2019, but throws a pick that ends the season. So I I actually do give it to Marshall because I just think that he had a great season from start to finish. I think Fitzpatrick had his ups and downs uh, throughout the season. So, uh, yeah, I agree with Marshall. Okay, just wondering. Just
1: wanted to get your take on that there. Yeah.
0: All right, so that's that's it with the Jets, and I I don't know if we'll ever do a show again. So I will just make the prediction that I really feel like the Arizona I really feel like the Arizona Cardinals will represent the NFC uh, in the Super Bowl this year, and I I, I expect the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, nobody really gives them, uh, you know, they just snuck into the playoffs because the Jets lost. They beat Cleveland. They they got into the playoffs. I feel like that the Pittsburgh Steelers have the the. The team that can actually make a, a, a quiet uh, run
1: playoffs. are not talk about playoffs. You kidding me?
0: Yep. So I think they they make the run, and you have a rematch from like 2008, I believe, with the Arizona Cardinals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the, I think that the Arizona Cardinals and my favorite wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald actually wins the Super Bowl this year. If you've seen any Arizona Cardinal games this year, you know that this team is for real. They went 14 and two. They'd have to go through Carolina. I think that Carolina, with the 15 and one record, um, nothing to sneeze at. But I think that the Cardinals are should have beaten them
1: too, which is which is another nonsense. Yep. The Giants. Giants have them beat.
0: Yep. So I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are as good as the. Um, I don't think the the Panthers are as good as the Cardinals. So that's why I feel like my prediction for the Super Bowl will be the Arizona Cardinals over the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 50. Which that's crazy too, sir. Is that you know this is the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl. Um, they're not using the Roman letters because the Roman numeral or the Roman letter for Super Bowl 50 would be L, and I don't think that they want to be labeled as the losers, so they're actually using the, <laughs> the number for the first time. So there's Super Bowl 50, which is in Santa Clara, San Francisco, where WrestleMania. You know, Vince always By the way, always um, knows, but, Yeah.
1: Sir, Yeah, the Cardinals were 13-3. and three. That's not going got confused. Yeah, the Panthers, 15-1 also. I'm looking at a lot of records here, you know, pretty pretty interesting stuff. You know, I I don't know. I don't even care about this season, to be honest with you. I'll just go with your prediction. Um, I would be kind of surprised to see, um, you know, to see the Steelers in there. But at the end of the day, I I remember that 2008 Super Bowl. I wanted the the Cardinals to win. I wanted my all-time favorite, you know, NFL player, Kurt Warner, to be the only quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl with two different teams. I mean, he came close. Should have done it. Um, I think think he's the only one to – wait, no, because Peyton did it, right? He yep. went to the Super Bowl with the with the uh, the Broncos, so I guess he'd be the second. But to make it to the Super Bowl, which is you know in rare rare class, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it'd be nice to see the Cardinals win. What the hell? I don't even care. And Larry Fitzgerald is a great player, great wide receiver. So yeah, I'll I'll go with your prediction and I'll agree. I
0: mean, the only I'm other other story in Syracuse get... like last year, <laughs> right? The only thing that I have to say is, like, you know, I'm not rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it, it would be nice, I mean, we talked about this two years ago or three years ago, if, you know, somehow, well, the Denver Broncos are the number one seed. I mean, that's going to sneeze at. If the Denver Broncos get back to the Super Bowl and you have Peyton Manning riding, riding off to the sunset one last time winning a Super Bowl, I mean, that's a great storyline, too. So if you have the Arizona I think, Cardinals I versus think the that's Denver the Broncos.
1: Line, if it happens, that would be the storyline,
0: then? It would have to be, I mean. Who wants to see the Patriots, uh, you know, back in the Super Bowl again? I mean, I think that that ship has sailed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree, sir, and I never want to see that happen ever again.
0: All right, so I'm hungry right now, so can we go through some nuggets and um, give me your take on this?
1: (laughs) Sure, sir. All
0: right, so I want to get into politics just real fast. I mean, I want to get your take now that we're in January, which we're we're approaching the, the first caucus, if you will, I believe, the Iowa caucus, and Donald Trump is still leading the Republican Party, and, and Hillary Clinton is, re, you know, leading the Democratic Party. At this point, sir, is Donald Trump going to be your Republican nominee nominee for the Republican Party?
1: Um, I hope not, because it, honestly, I would like to see Ted Cruz get it. You know, the conservative that I am, I'm not a huge fan of Donald at all. I think he says a lot of asinine things. I mean, you know, he has a couple of qualities that I like, the fact that he can't be bought by special interests because he's so rich, the fact that he doesn't take money because he's so rich, basically the fact that he's so rich. Um, <laughs> other than that, I don't know. I just – I hope not. I mean, I think if we had to choose between him and Hillary, that's just two bad choices. And, I, I mean, I, I'd vote for anyone other than – Hillary Clinton, you know, I I said this to you uh, through text the other day, but to me the Republicans really screwed up with Mitt Romney. I didn't like Mitt Romney. I didn't think Mitt was a great uh, candidate. But at the end of the day, the biggest mistake that they made was letting, you know, splitting the vote and refusing to vote for Mitt because he wasn't a traditional conservative. So basically, in essence, giving the Democrats and Obama a second term, to me that's ridiculous. It's just stupid, stupid, you know, idiotic stuff that – Conservatives tend to do so. If it comes down to
0: the Donald
1: or the monster, I'm voting the Donald twice.
0: Let me ask you this funny question. I think I don't think I've heard anybody uh, mention this, but for Donald Trump is leading the Republican um, the Republican Party, right? He's uh, leading the well the polls, le-
1: yeah.
0: He's well, leading the polls, it's right?
1: Between him and Cruz, yeah. Between him and Cruz, right. I've heard that in some polls, Cruz has overtaken him. So you know, you never know how reliable these polls are.
0: Right, but let me ask you this. What does it say about the United States as a whole for the majority of people to be voting for or want Trump to be their president, the next president? What does that say about... No, it doesn't. I don't think it says anything bad about Trump because, let's face it, the guy is running, he's trying to be the president, but doesn't it actually reflect badly on the American people that actually want this guy to be president? I think it does. Um,
1: I think, again, what, what people see what they're thinking is that he can't be bought by special interests, which is always a big complaint, you know, on both sides of the party aisles with with the current candidates is always, you know, looking for the campaign money where the Donald doesn't need it. So, like I said, the only positive thing I could think about Donald would be the fact that he's rich. So, you know, again, not not a great candidate by any stretch of the imagination. Anybody who thinks he's a great candidate, I mean, he's he would lead us into World War III easily because <laughs> he makes such idiotic comments and just stupid, stupid statements. You know, um, I I know a lot of people who like well a lot would be you know an exaggeration. I know some people who like him because of just the fact that he says whatever the hell he wants. But I don't necessarily think that that's a good. Quality to have as a as a president, he's definitely not a politician. That's that's for sure, and that's that can true. be seen in a in a good in a good sense and a bad sense. Uh, he's yeah. not your typical politician, and he's not. I was gonna say Hollywood. He's not a you know a typical scumbag. Well, he I think he is a scumbag, but he's not a typical politi- political scumbag because he doesn't have those types of things uh, you know hanging like an albatross around his neck. Yeah, and what's crazy
0: is like I guess I forgot this eight years ago, but the the nominees are not made until uh, mid July, so they only get like I guess three about three months to actually campaign as the the nominee for the, the their parties, the respective parties. So, I mean, we have to sit through another six months of this before all said and done. So, hopefully for our sake, that is Cruz that is re, uh, representing the re- Republican Party and defeats Hillary Clinton because. I mean, I cannot take another Democrat for another four years. I mean, these eight years have been rough. Um, for people to think that things have gotten better in this country, um, you know, they, they really need to wake up and smell the coffee because, I mean, we, we definitely need a Republican. And I I agree with you. I'd rather have Cruz than Trump at this point because Trump, you know, just I, I don't know if he's just doing it. I still don't know for sure if he's doing this just for the, the publicity and the press, and then he's just going to turn it over to whoever – was like second in the in the in the polls. I, I don't know where his stance is on that. So um we still got six
1: I'm actually wondering if if Trump thinks that this is some sort of WWE promo that this <laughs> extended WWE promo tour that he's going on where he's just gonna say as many asinine things as possible and get at simultaneously get face pops in one city and heel heat in another city. So I think I Donald that. is trying to be stone cold and he's not and he thinks this is WrestleMania twenty three and he's running against Mr McMahon. <laughs>
0: All right, let me chew on two more nuggets, and then we'll, let, we'll we'll close it out um Star Wars um, I'm not the biggest star wars guy and i've 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 yet to go see the movie. Have you seen the movie yet
1: no i, I do plan on seeing it. I know all the spoilers about the movie, so it's pretty much ruined for me you know I hate that, but um I I plan on seeing it and I just you know honestly, I haven't mentioned the movies. The last movie that I saw in the movies was Peanuts uh you know about two months ago to take my kids in. Before that, I can't remember the last time I even went to the theater.
0: Yeah, I mean, the movie was the one of the first movies, or if if not the first movie to make one billion dollars grossing in the first twelve days. I mean, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, I don't know what well, the you big have cool to figure. Lies, like,
1: honestly, you have to figure that there, there'd be it'd be a huge number. I, I don't know about a billion, but you have to figure it'd be a huge number because it was such great disappointment over the the last three, the you know, the last trilogy, which is the the prequel, You know. Yeah. With episode 1, 2, and 3, Revenge of the Sith, which is the last one. I remember actually going to see that. I think it came out like 10 years ago. I remember it going did. to see that live at midnight, the midnight showing yeah. of that because I got some tickets and now with an old buddy of mine. Um, but other than that, you know, you had to figure it was going to be a big deal. And, you know, it was going to pull huge numbers, obviously, record-setting numbers as it were.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I eventually, like you, want to see the movie. I think I want to see it in the movie theater. I mean, just because it's a you know a movie with probably have a great special effects, so I probably want to see it in a movie theater. But um, I'm not one of those fans that you know have seen it five times or I went on the premiere night and it's gone every night since. So I'm not that type of fan. But I definitely do want to see the movie. But but we're only two months away, sir, from the uh, I guess the big movie for us because we're um, comic book fans is you know Batman versus Superman. Um, I don't I haven't really read up on any, on any updates or anything like that. We know that. Ben Affleck is Batman, and you know Superman is the same guy. <laughs> really? um, did, did we know that? Yeah,
1: the same guy. You don't even know his <laughs> name, which is great, by
0: the way. Henry Cavill, or something like that, I guess. Yeah,
1: you're all close, right. Henry but, Cavill.
0: I mean, I think that's a movie that we need to go watch together, and we should rip it apart because um, I don't know.
1: maybe. Oh, I say I, well, I, you, I the, am. I am not excited about this movie at all. I mean, I can't wait to to see what's going to happen. But I don't know if you saw the most recent trailer. But they basically gave away the entire movie. They gave away Go ahead, that they used Zod. They they used Zod, his body to turn him into Doomsday, which is Superman's you know biggest threat. Who actually killed him back in the old days? You know, Superman seventy five. Remember the death of Superman and all that, which is a huge thing about like twenty years ago. I'd say. Um, but they they their version of Doomsday. Then it shows Wonder Woman coming to fight with Batman and Superman against Doomsday, which totally. Basically ruined the entire ending in the movie. The only thing I could think of is that something else happens, and this is kind of like the big deal to get the Justice League to form, which is a part of who th- what this movie is all about. Which again, that's a mistake to me. But neither here nor there. Um, you know, they pretty much gave this friggin' movie away to me, and and I just I'm disappointed in that respect. And I just don't know what they were thinking. You know, Lex Luthor. I hate the way Jesse Eisenberg is playing it. I think he's going to be awful as Lex Luthor. But we'll see. Definitely got to see that in the theaters. Absolutely 100%. And I agree with you, by the way, in Star Wars. I do think with the special effects, that's also a movie you should see in the theaters. Not for the same reason as Batman Superman, which, of course, you definitely have to see by Hulk or by crook.
0: Yeah, so maybe we'll grab Hans uh, on the unemployment line and tell him, let's go watch the movie together. I think that'd be a good idea sometime in March or early April. Of um, next year, yeah, one, definitely. Yeah. The only other thing I have is that um, Sabrina and my wife, Andrea, are really hooked onto the new show on CBS. I don't know how the ratings are doing, but I think they extended it, but they're actually watching Supergirl, and they really like it. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but it's too feminist for me. I don't want all well, the ladies to... I don't want all the ladies to get was, my case on
1: this. Listen, if we had... A, if this show was even on the air, we would have gotten pulled for that, so thanks. I, <laughs> I really appreciate you pretty much ruining the show, for bro. Um, you know, it's just, funny, I've actually watched Supergirl, and yeah. I, I'm, very, I'm torn on it, because... I think that there's a lot of potential in the show. I think Melissa Benoist is, is awesome. As Supergirl, to me, she's the best part of the show, and everything else is kind of blah. I, I, there was a big reveal. You don't watch the show, so I'll tell you anyway. You don't even know who the hell the guy is. There was a big reveal that one of the main characters is actually the Martian Manhunter. I had a problem with the setup. You know, it was He plays a guy, Hank Henshaw, who in the comics traditionally is white, and then he becomes Cyborg Superman, et cetera, et cetera so he's a bad guy. In this one, they made him black, but the reason that they made him black is because the character that he actually is behind the scenes is the Martian Manhunter who is, um, you know, very powerful, you know, almost superman like character who's in the Justice League. You know, he's on that, pretty much close to that level, Superman, Batman, et cetera. So they have that big reveal, which is cool. Um, they have a lot of, you know, back and forth. The problems I have with the show uh, are the fact that this, the shadow of Superman is very large. They talk about him all the time. They talk about him – way too much he's referenced entirely too much and the fact that they only show him in shadow or as she's got there's one part in everything the, the second episode where she's about to pass out and he saves her but you just see the back of him like stuff like that really bothers me so that kind of messes up the show for me but i just don't like a lot of the supporting characters i don't like the fact that they made jimmy olsen black again just because of the fact that i don't like when they change ethnicities of characters we've kind of you know we've gone through this many times um but at the end of the day, you know, they make him this big, muscular, like, handsome dude, not who Jimmy Olsen is, or James Olsen, as they call him. I think the show has potential. Again, I like, I want to like it. I just think that there's too, there's kind of too much going on with it. I mean, it'll probably be around for a couple seasons, but to me, the real money is they need to figure out a way, because it's the same production team as Arrow and Flash, they need to figure out a way to, to, to merge the shows or, you know, cross over from CBS to to the CW, which to me would be amazing because um, Supergirl's on Monday, Flashes on Tuesday, Arrow's on Wednesday. Uh, to have a three-night crossover between the three shows would be absolutely amazing. Um, you know, again, Flash and Arrow having great seasons this year, but I just wanted to chime in on Supergirl since you mentioned it. I definitely love her. As, I think she's awesome. Uh, um, but the show, eh, I'd give it a C.
0: I agree with you. Um, And that's all the nuggets I want to chew on
1: Thank you sir I appreciate it first That's quite an interesting way to put it Um, You know Good stuff sir Good stuff uh, uh, What would you say on this show Would you give it a C Would you give it a B I mean where are we ranking right now Uh, This
0: is definitely the highlight of this year so far I think this show 2016 Is definitely the best show of 2016 so far
1: I I would have to say that I'm inclined to agree with that sir
0: So uh, hopefully we'll continue on a routine And you know, get some guests here and there. I know uh, Todd is dying to come back on the air, and, um, you know, we banned him for a while, but, uh, you know.
1: I'm sorry,
0: who are you talking about? Uh, You know, Todd, our update guy. Um, I No clue
1: who you're talking
0: about. All right, with that, I think um, I will see you in August for SummerSlam wrap-up, and um, take it from there. What's funny
1: is the last show we did was actually in September, by the way, not August. Um, I was I was actually checking on that before, but uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. As always, you know, make sure to check us out—the greatest show ever, the the greatest show on God's green earth, just uh you know, greatness personified, as it were. Um, again, hopefully we'll be back sometime soon. I'm sure we will. I've, I've tried to work on guests. I've pretty much lost touch with everyone because I had closed one of my Twitter account that had like 1,500 followers and you know had all the the celebrities following me, of course. So you know, scum that I am, I got rid of it. But anyway, folks, um, check the website, see if there's any updates. Who knows? Hopefully uh, we'll see you guys soon. We'll talk to you. Thank you for those of you who are not listening, because I'm pretty sure there's nobody listening to this show right now. Uh, And, you know, it's been a pleasure. Yours, of course. What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold.
0: Pure Gold. Yes, sir.
1: I got two words for you. Pure (laughs) Gold. You guys are awesome. Yes, we are, Nikki. Yes, we are. Woo! Talk to you guys soon. Later.